0: Good morning. Uh, Just a reminder, after our second service this morning, we're going to have a voters' meeting. Uh, Lunch will also be provided at that time. So if you're close enough and able to come back for that, please do and and enjoy a great lunch with us and and hear what's been going on uh, this past quarter time. The Old Testament reading for this, the eighth Sunday after Pentecost, is from the first and second chapters of Ecclesiastes. Vanity of vanities, says the preacher. Vanity of vanities. All is vanity. I, the preacher, have been king over Israel in Jerusalem, and I applied my heart to seek and to search out by wisdom all that is done under heaven. It is an unhappy business that God has given to the children of man to be busy with. I have seen everything that is done under the sun, and behold, All is vanity and a striving after wind. I hated all my toil in which I toil under the sun, seeing that I must leave it to the man who will come after me. And who knows whether he will be wise or a fool, yet he will be master of all for which I toiled and used my wisdom under the sun. This also is vanity. So I turned about and gave my heart up to despair, over all the toil of my labors under the sun, because sometimes a person who has toiled with wisdom and knowledge and skill must leave everything to be enjoyed by someone who did not toil for it. This also is vanity and a great evil. What has a man from all the toil and striving of heart with which he toils beneath the sun? For all his days are full of sorrow, and his work is vexation. Even in the night, his heart does not rest. This also is vanity. There's nothing better for a person than that he should eat and drink and find enjoyment in his toil. This also, I saw, is from the hand of God. For apart from him, who can eat or who can have enjoyment? For to the one who pleases him, God has given wisdom and knowledge and joy But to the sinner, he has given the business of gathering and collecting only to, to give to one who pleases God. This also is a vanity and a striving after wind. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle reading is from the third chapter of Colossians. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel, according to St. Luke, the 12th chapter. Someone in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. But he said to him, Man, Whose will they be? So is the one who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Today, Jesus told a story about a man who was incredibly successful. He was living the American dream. This man's crops were so plentiful, he tore down his old barns. He built bigger barns. And with these bigger barns, he could hold more and more crops. Life was good. This man's life was so good, he didn't even have to work anymore. And that's exactly what this man did. This man said to himself, I have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax. Eat, drink, be merry. And he did. The man allowed his soul to relax. and Just ate up any pleasures he wanted. This man allowed his soul to be merry. With all the merriment this world can provide. This man allowed his soul to drink in anything he wanted to drink in from this world. That man's life was a worldly success. Even better yet, it was a great life. The American dream. This man made it. The whole world was his. And then he died. After all that work of getting all that stuff, of drinking in all those pleasures, he just died. Whether quickly or slowly, it doesn't matter. He just died. Remember all those new barns he built? Who did they go to? A son, a daughter. Who knows? But everything he worked so hard for, those barns, none of it mattered anymore. He was dead. Everything that man drank in from this world, all those pleasures he drank into his soul. What did all that matter in the end? He was dead. Isn't that a sobering thought to think about? You know, we all have homes. We live somewhere and we work hard to keep the roof of our homes in shape. We work hard to decorate our homes. We work hard to get just the right furniture where it needs to be. But one day, someday, we will die does any of that matter? What eternal consequence is the roof on our home or the furniture we fill our homes with or the decorating we do in our houses? Now, I'm not saying you should just let your roofs collapse and I'm not saying your house should not have any pictures on the walls. But at some point in the future, maybe later today, maybe tomorrow, Maybe in a year from now, or maybe in 50 years, at some point, we're all going to die. What did we spend our limited days in this world working on? What do we spend our days doing? What do we do with our time? Are we spending our time and our money building up homes for ourselves Or are we also keeping in mind the building up of God's home, his living church, and the people who worship here? Are we spending hours a day surfing the internet, reading story after story of the endless news cycle? Or are we spending time hearing stories of God's people in the scriptures? Do we read story after story From the gospel. One day, all of us here, whether we are a little baby or we are in our 90s, one day all of us will die. So because of that, what kind of people should you be right now? Because all of us here, young and old alike, will die. What should we spend our time building up in our lives Right now. At the end of the parable, Jesus told today, he said we should not lay up treasures for ourselves here with the houses, the decorating, the clothes, the cars. Instead, Jesus said we should be rich toward God. Jesus said our riches should be found in God. Jesus said our richness should be God himself. So yes, we need a house to live in. We need cars to get around in. Nothing wrong with that. But what will help you on the day you die? Your house or Christ? What will drive you into heaven? Your car or Christ? What will help you pass from this life to the next? How you decorated your home with curtains or how you decorated your soul with Christ? We have so much stuff in this country. So many different gadgets to take up our time. And because of that, I think it can be very easy for us to lose sight of what is important. Eternally important for our lives Are the sports we played in high school going to make any difference for us on the day we die? No. But Christ can. Are the number of friends we had on Facebook going to make any difference on the day we die? No. But having one friend, Jesus, makes eternal difference on the day we die. What about how our body looks? The color of our hair, the tone of our skin. Does any of that matter on the day when we take our last breath? No. But how Christ has shaped you and how Christ has beautified you with the Holy Spirit, that will make every difference for you on the last day. As Christians, we must be careful. So that we are not living for the things around us. But I will also say, as cautious as we must be, at the same time, we should also be able to rejoice with the greatest of joys in all of creation. Because not a single one of us needs to live like that man in the parable. Not a single one of us needs to see our barns or our bank accounts as the do-all and end-all of life. Because Jesus Christ has made you so much more in this life. And Jesus Christ will make you so much more in the life to come. 2,000 years ago, St. Paul wrote to the church at Colossae the Colossians, And he warned them not to let their hearts get duped into thinking the filled barns of this life matter more than being filled with Christ in this world. Paul said to them and to us today this. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. All of you have already been raised into a new life with Christ, as Paul said. All of you who are baptized into Jesus had a part of yourselves killed, put to death. A part of you was crucified with Jesus on his cross. It was your sinful nature. Your sinful nature is dead. The part of you that craves to have filled barns in this world and cushy bank accounts, that part of you is dead. The sinful nature which lies to you and says those things are more important than God. That part of you has been declared dead for all eternity. Thanks to Christ's crucifixion. So please don't listen to that decaying sinful nature ever again. You don't have to. You're a new person now. You're not the same. You have a life now that is hidden with Christ in God. You have a life in Christ that crumbling roofs on your house can't take away from you. You have a life in Christ that a bankrupt 401k can't deplete from you. You have an eternal life right now in Christ that death can't even steal away from you. Please, never take that eternal treasure. Truly, the only eternal treasure you have, please never take it for granted. And please, never trade it for houses and cars. Don't forfeit that eternal treasure so you can drink in a few pleasures of this world for a few more years. Because one day, We will all die. What will that day be like for you? On your deathbed, do you really want to be craving more of this world? Wishing you had more time in this world? Sad that you will miss this world? Or would you like to be the person who is longing to feast in heaven with Christ and all the saints? Do you want to drink in more of the life that Christ has already poured inside of you through his body and blood? On that day, do you want to run to Christ ready to be embraced by him? We will all die one day. Because of that, may our Lord Jesus kindle in the hearts of our children a longing for him. May Jesus strengthen our young mothers and fathers and give them keen minds to guide their children rightly. And may all of us never lose focus, never take our eyes off of Jesus who died and rose again so that we too will follow along in his footsteps by also dying and by also rising from the dead one day, just like he did. Amen. Now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.